The following program was previously recorded. We regret we'll be unable to accept your phone calls, but we invite you to participate during the next live broadcast of this program. The following is a CNY Talk Radio presentation. This is Taps Paramagazine Radio. Taps Paramagazine Radio. Here are your hosts, J.V. Johnson and Aaron Sagers. Welcome back to the program. Stacy Jones is with us. Aaron Sagers is not. Aaron is off on assignment for Taps Paramagazine Radio. Can't wait to see what he comes back with. Um, I, do, I would like to uh, remind you that later in our program, we've got John Zaffis uh, joining us. John, of course, um, one of the pioneers in paranormal investigating and ghost hunting, and we're looking forward to having John as part of our program. And uh, when we continue our discussion for this hour, we'll be continuing that discussion with Andy Wolf. Andy, a local filmmaker who is putting together a documentary on monster movie matinee. One of the things you might see and or talk about in monster movie matinee is zombies. And did you realize, Stacy, that May is Zombie Awareness Month? I did know that. You zombie, did you really? Yeah, yeah, the zombie apocalypse is coming. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is the fourth year, so I don't know how many years they're going to have Zombie Awareness Month before the apocalypse actually occurs, but this is the fourth Zombie Awareness Month, um, and uh, Matt Moak is the founder and head of the Zombie Research Society, and he says Zombie Awareness Month is designed to make people more aware of the coming zombie plague. Okay. It's getting bigger each year, and this year said the focus is on helping children become aware. I mean, children need to know about the coming zombie apocalypse as well. Yeah, I, I could see that being put into the school systems and, you know, having, you know, not just, you know, safety danger things. Yeah, but zom- zombie, zombie apocalypse. He said, yeah. he said the reason May has been chosen as the Zombie Awareness Month instead of, say, October where Halloween is, he said, <laughs> is that major zombie films like Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead are all set in the spring. Renewal, get it? I guess, yep. mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that one way people can show their support for Zombie Awareness Month is by wearing a gray ribbon. So if you've got a gray ribbon, 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 put it on. I think gray uh, meaning the gray, the gray matter in the brain, maybe. That's the color association. And, and uh, apparently Matt has written a book <laughs> hoping to uh, help uh, children become aware of the coming zombie apocalypse, and it's called That's Not Your Mommy Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're making that up. No, I'm reading yeah, it right here. Yeah, you are. You're making that up. And he basically describes it as Dr. Seuss meets Night of the Living Dead. Nice. Uh, Matt claims he's dead serious, <laughs> no pun intended, about staying alive and insists that zombies could take over the world any minute. Any minute. That's what well, he says. Well, you know, you know they, they did find a species of ants, and this isn't, you know, this isn't just... That that are considered zombies that that their brains are gone and that well they, I, I, we were talking about we this talking in the program that, yeah. it's a fungus that yep. apparently destroys their brain right. and they walk around like zombies and they're yep. called zombie ants zombie ants I, I do want to point out and I know the program doesn't quite have this reach yet but if you're in New Jersey <laughs> that's the worst place to be during the coming zombie apocalypse it has the highest population density and it's combined with the lowest percentage of gun ownership only at twelve point nine percent so uh, apparently zombies will have their best luck in New Jersey. On the other hand, if you're in Wyoming, you're in good shape because it has a very low population density and a high percentage of gun owners. And the, top, the top topography of Wyoming <laughs> makes zombies have a little more difficulty getting around, apparently. They can't catch the bus. It takes them longer to get from place to place. I'm thinking they'd have to take horse. Yeah. And by the way, in case you were, you've been misled by some of these movies, all research, <laughs> all, all, all research that has been done to date suggests that zombies actually do not eat brains. 
He said uh, that was started in Return of the Living Dead, which is a 1980s parody film. And he said it doesn't make any sense because if they ate brains, then their victims couldn't become zombies themselves. And, of course, then that just would defeat the whole purpose of zombies attacking humans. So, Hence um, the reason why they have the awareness with children so everything could be set straight. Right. So you know Zombie Awareness Month is, uh, here, you can have that, is <laughs> the month of, of May. One more thing uh, I'd like to bring up in, in the currents here uh, as we talk about odd and strange headlines, because uh, this relates directly to our conversation that we will continue with, um, with Andy Wolf, is that uh, Boris Karloff's only daughter, has recently released a book. It was, it's a biography of Boris Karloff. It's called Boris Karl- Karloff, More Than a Monster. And apparently uh, his daughter, whose name is Sarah Karloff, is not a fan of scary movies. She uh, was forced to watch her father's um, signature role, which, of course, was in the movie Frankenstein, the original Frankenstein. It's really an iconic uh, a role uh, that Boris Karloff um, is known for. Um, he was forced to watch it when she was uh, older, about 13 years old. She was sitting in her uh, father's living room, and it came on the TV one afternoon. She watched, watched it and had been frightened ever since. She loves the performance. She says the best thing about what her father does in that movie is how he uses his hands and how he moves his body throughout the uh, entire film. Um, but she's not a real fan of horror movies. But she is dedicated to making sure her father's legacy is preserved and people know about his work, not just his work in horror movies, but all the other work he did. Now, of course, he's very well known for his work in horror, and the three Frankenstein movies that he he was in was obviously the original Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, which is actually considered, I think, to be one of the best, and it was better than the original Frankenstein, one of the best horror movies of all time, and then Son of Frankenstein. He was also in a movie called The House of Frankenstein, but he wasn't the Frankenstein monster in that movie. He played a mad scientist. So Boris Karloff fans rejoice. His legacy is being preserved by his daughter, Sarah, and we, of course, applaud that as well here on TAPS Paramagazine Radio. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will continue our discussion with Andy Wolf. We'll talk about monster movie matinee local monster horror slash uh, locally produced program that anybody who grew up in uh, central New York and the Syracuse area probably caught some of on Saturday afternoon. So you're listening to TAPS Paramagazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. CNY Talk Radio. TAPS TAPS Paramagazine Radio. Welcome back to the program. JV here along with Stacey Jones. Our telephone number is 315-421-9325. 315-421-9325. Our email address is radio at tapsparamag.com. Coming up later in the program, John Zaffis, famed and noted ghost hunter, paranormal investigator. We're looking forward to talking to him. But right now we're going to continue our discussions with Andy Wolf. Andy is a local filmmaker, documentary producer, who has taken a keen interest in uh, a program that used to run in central New York in Syracuse Television, 1964 to 1980, called Monster Movie Matinee. Um, A lot of years, people used to tune in 1 o'clock Saturday afternoon to catch their monster movie. uh, Certainly not first-run movies. These are movies that, you know, from the 30s, the 40s, the 50s that, uh, you know, aren't still, weren't going around the theaters anymore. But this is what introduced many of us of this generation to uh, horror. Yep, yep. It did. As a matter of fact, the very first movie they had on there in 64 was uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Which is another classic. Yeah, that was a good one. Actually, we do have a phone call. We're going to go to the phones now. Rob from Clay, you're on the air. 
Hey, how you doing tonight? We're doing really well. How about you? Watching any horror oh. movies tonight? Uh, not tonight, but I was been listening to the radio show and that, and I seen very interesting. I can't wait to see this uh, documentary. Um, I just had uh, a thing thought back when I was a kid, uh, when I was in third grade. Uh, we went to W uh, Channel Three and and they did a tour, uh-huh. and they showed us the studio, and we got to meet the actors in that. You really did? You got to meet them? Yeah, they were there, and um, did, I, I was wondering, did they do that live every Saturday? No, no, that was uh, taped every during the week. They taped okay. uh, segments, and then uh, they would tape the intro and the outro, and then just ran the film in between. Yeah, because they, you know, they showed us the set and they showed us the the, the big model of the, the the graveyard in the mansion. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> did someone make that, or was that um, where did that come from? Yeah, I mean, at first when it was black and white, didn't have the model, and then uh, eventually they wanted to. I think they wanted to use it like have a swamp for some reason, and then they made the swamp, and that then they made the bridge, and they made the stairs, and all of a sudden they wanted to, we gotta have a haunted house. So they made a haunted house. And uh, that's like one of the things people remember the most about that is that <laughs> the haunted house. That was something yeah, so cool about know, that. The, yeah, the way they showed it, and that is like the camera was going up by the right. swamp, up the hill, <laughs> and right to the mansion and everything. Yeah, it took you it took you right inside. It's like a nice little trip. And that model is only it was only like three feet wide. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. Uh, and on TV, it looks like you're thinking it's a big, huge model. It's like this tiny little three foot model. Yeah, and I think that during the tour, from what I remember way back when, um, they used, like, dry ice and everything. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> to make the smoke. Yeah. yeah, which is a controlled substance now. You can't use that anymore. So. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, I thought that was real cool. And like, like you, I thought it was like a big Hollywood production until I, you know. We so, Rob, you were, you, were, you were watching and familiar with the program before you went on the tour, so you knew what you were looking at. Oh, yeah, I used to watch it every Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> every what, Saturday. Yeah. What what sticks out in your mind? I mean, any, any of the movies that, that were aired during that that, that you still? I uh, loved them all. I loved the, the Draculas, the Frankensteins. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the creatures. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, um, I grew up with them. And back then, they had the toy models that you could put together. Right. I had them all. Right. Wolfman, yeah. you know, I saw them all. And that's what got me into the horror flicks and that. And there's nothing compared to the the old time flicks like that. Absolutely nothing compares to it. They don't, they don't make them like they yeah, used to, for no. sure. No, no. It's just blood and guts and gore. And this here was, yeah. like, scary. That... that that brought little nightmares to you every night. You yeah, know? <laughs> I, I remember when I when I saw the original Dracula, Bela Lugosi Dracula, for the first time. I was probably six, seven years old, and I my mother had to create a wooden cross, well, out of my Tinker Toys or something, on the side of my bed for a week afterwards, or I would not go to bed. Oh, and, and the thing is, is, like when I when I was younger and everything, I had uh, my base my bedroom was in the basement. Ooh, and I had creepy. all the models. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I had all the models in that, and 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 they, you could either use the regular head and paint them, or use the glow in the dark pieces. Oh yeah, the glow in the dark. Oh, remember yeah. that? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I used to had all my models were the glow in the dark. So every night when I went to bed, <laughs> oh. you had like the Wolfman's head, Dracula's head, Frankenstein, and 
You turn on the light, look under the bed, in the closet. <laughs> Man, you were setting yourself up for some real oh, nightmares. Big time, big time. But yeah, that was my favorite time was watching them those old movies and Monster Man, Movie Man. They was the best. Well, I think you're, 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 we're sharing that sentiment with you. I think all of us had experiences like that. And of course, as I mentioned on the program earlier, I didn't see Monster Movie Man because I didn't get the channel. But Creature Feature was very similar. And boy, mm-hmm. that's you know, and you, you start talking about these things, and you and these childhood memories just come right. flooding back. They do. They do. When you watch them old clips, like I was saying earlier, it takes you back. You're back on that couch again, 1970, whatever yeah. it was, and you're you get those 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 old feelings back. You know, Jim. Oh, no Jim, I'm gonna go out on a on a limb here and think that you were the only one that had a cross made out of Lincoln Logs <laughs> that you had to sleep with. I am betting you are the only one on this one. Well, maybe, but I, it seemed awfully real to me after watching that movie. Boy, that was the only security I had at the time was that little cross. <laughs> no garlic, no no bullets, no, no nothing. It was a, a Lincoln Log cross. Can you imagine what my my parents were laughing after they did that downstairs? You know, I'm up there shaking in my bed, and they put the cross up, and they're down there probably laughing hysterically. But, hey, Rob, th- thanks, for, thanks for calling in. We appreciate the call. Not a problem. Thank you. Our telephone number is 315-421-9325. That's 315-421-9325. Andy, let's get back to talking about the documentary. One of the things when we were talking about this leading up to the show, you mentioned that uh, one of the things that that really motivated you to do this is the the impact that the program has had on people, the influence. Yeah, it really really did. There's, uh, you know, uh, I searched Monster Movie Matinee in Google, and uh, a lot of things come up, a lot of people on YouTube, since there's, uh, there's no clips, um, they put up audio tapes. Some people actually still have audio tapes from wow. the show. They, wow. they taped it off the speaker. <clears throat> Guy Joe Ca- uh, Capiano, I think I butchered his name, I'm sure. But, <laughs> uh, he's, he's got a website dedicated to the horror hosts, and he did the same thing. He has tapes, audio tapes. He put them on, on there. You can listen to the audio tapes. Wow. A uh, guy who, who grew up in the area, but he lives in California now, he actually does... Uh, scores for movies you know he's a professional at it and he took some audio tapes he had and he took the music and he made it like a, a cool little monster movie matinee mix wow. out of the music and out of the the clips uh and you know he and and on his website he gets a lot of people from saudi arabia uh, japan other countries who grew up here they you know they search for monster movie matinee they come to his website and they're like oh thanks for the memories this is great stuff and it's just a lot of people have uh, and we've said it a number of times, but <laughs> great yeah. memories from yeah. it, you know. Yeah. And they're yeah. out there; they're out there actually looking for clips from it. Right. The uh, um, obviously media, whether it's radio or television, has changed so much in the last forty years, and uh, in a lot of cases, has changed. Any particular station has changed ownership a dozen times right. in that time frame. Does anything still exist at the uh, at the television station that that would be reminiscent you know, of that? At the TV station, I've been pulling my hair out because I've been looking for pictures. There's there's boxes and boxes of pictures, black and white pictures, and I've found two pictures of Monster Movie Matinee. One of them has Dr. Woody's face blurred out. Because <laughs> he's so hideous. He's so hideous, oh, yes. Or you can't look yeah, at him. Yeah, right, you couldn't look at him. So they blurred his face out. And uh, the other one has him in it, so you can you can see his mm-hmm. face. But uh, that's that's about it. And, and as far as clips, there's only like a 20-second clip at, there, at, at the station. That's all they have. That's all they had. There was none, nothing to say from that time. Now, now, why do you think that, that people are seeking this out? You know, it, here we are, you know, Jim, you mentioned that the media has changed so much in, in 40 years. Why do you think that people are, are getting into Google and searching for this show that's been over with for more than 30 years now? Why? I, you know, I think it's just a, 
a time you want to remember you know you mm-hmm. get to a mm-hmm. certain age and you're like you, you know i mean i search toys i yeah <laughs> no it's you know, I'm st- it is yeah. one of those things where you just have a you start to have a fondness and appreciation for your childhood yeah. and anything that 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 can bring you back there you reach out for it. right and it's such a great time in tv because you know obviously there's nothing like that now there's no, no, no. local programming like that now so no. you know i mean it's just i think i think a lot of it too is it, it, it kind of brings you back to that you know, us being adults now, it's so hard to get us to even be unnerved now at this point to get us back to that childhood where right. we were scared when we watched movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's not the blood and guts as it is today. It's It was suspense that was brought right. up. And, right. you know, I think maybe that's something that's sorely lacking that people are really seeking out you know, right now. One, one of the interesting things talking about horror movies today versus then, and if, if we go back to when some of these movies were actually filmed, like the Frankenstein movie we were talking about earlier, um, there, when they showed that movie in theaters, adults were fainting. Yes, right. They were running out of the theater hysterical. Right, right. right. And, and today, you know, you if, it's if so you tame watch by it, today's it's, standards. It's, yes, you know, it doesn't have that effect. But it's just, you know, at the time, it was incredibly yeah. effective. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, there's that that story when Boris Karloff first comes in and turns around. People run out of theaters. Yeah. And now, like I said, you watch it, you're like, oh, hey, that looks cool. But I mean, you can appreciate I'm, it for what it is, and it's right. an amazing film. Right. And, and you put it in its time context, and it's even more amazing. But yeah, but just the, the, the things that it takes to startle us or to scare us or mm-hmm. to frighten us, is, I mean, that, that bar has been moved yeah. so far. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, we, we talk about our, our favorite horror movies, and, and, you know, Andy and I, you and I talked about this before, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, one of my favorite movies of all time is The Blair Witch Project. Mm hmm. And what's right. what's great about that movie was there was no blood and guts. There wasn't. It was the suspense uh, in, that you built up in yourself that scared you in this movie. Right. And that kind of goes back to that genre of movies back right. then. Right. I mean, when you get to the end of Blair Witch, and they're in that house. Yeah. That's like the creepiest part of it. Yeah. And there's no, there's nothing in there. No. It's all suggestive. Right. 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 There's no jump scares or nope. anything yeah. like that. Or yeah. It's just... And that's 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 what makes that movie so exactly. uh, incredible. Is that I mean you. Movie makers and writers today have to come up with all new approaches to yeah. scare people because it's just not the same. Right. And for them to be so creative, and, and they were yeah. the first with the found footage, I believe, the yes. found footage yeah. type yes. movie. They were the first. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they took some heat. You know, there were people that criticized it, but frankly, it, it, it just— I thought the movie was phenomenal. It was phenomenal, you know, right? and it, it opened a new door to, to yeah. a way to be frightened. You know, I yeah. honestly thought that they were never going to be able to do a movie like that again, you know, until, just until Paranormal Activity <laughs> right, came right. up. And, you know, I, I kind of give that one kudos, too, because, you know, it, it was good in spots. But, you know, I, I, you know, Blair Witch kind of changed all that. I said, yeah. you know, how genius that they made it for such little money. Right. And then that they were able to scare you using your own suspense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said, right. I don't think they'll ever be able to replicate it. Well, but, you know, they did. Right. I, I yeah. think they've done it again. And, and we're going to take a break in just a minute here. But when we come back, I'll tell you about a movie that we actually got to preview. It hasn't been oh, released okay. yet. That's uh, right. found footage genre. And uh, that, that is... Uh, a recreation, not a recreation, but another step forward in the found footage genre. Very cool. Our telephone number is 315-421-9325. That's 315-421-9325. Email address is radio at tapsparamag.com. Coming up later in the program, John Zaffis, uh, noted and famed uh, ghost hunter slash paranormal investigator, will join us. And uh, we're looking forward to talking to him. Right now we're talking with Andy Wolf. We're talking about Monster Movie Matinee, the 1 o'clock monster program that aired on Channel 3 in Syracuse from 1964 to 1980. That's a heck of a run. Yeah, for a local show, that's a really good run. I mean, most of them didn't last that long, right? So, 
And then I mean, and it actually went on uh, afterwards to time uh, on the Time Warner. Oh, it continued on. It continued, time I think, to like '85. They changed the name and changed. Uh, they had changed it up, but I mean, it was almost like a 20-year run. Yeah, if you have memories, you want to talk about or share any of this with us, whether it's uh, about monster movie matinee itself or talk about some of these old horror movies that used to frighten us as kids, give us a call, 315-421-9325. That's 315-421-9325. You're listening to Taps Paramagazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. Taps Paramagazine Radio continues on CNY Talk Radio. Welcome back to the program. I'm JV along with Stacy Jones, and our guest this hour is Andy Wolf, a local filmmaker and documentary producer and maker. We're talking about Monster Movie Matinee. Our telephone number is 315-421-9325. If you'd like to join the discussion, we'd be uh, happy to have you. 315-421-9325. And again, our email address is radio at tapsparamag.com. I think it's uh, it's probably time. Oh, I, I do want to mention as well, John Zaff is coming up later in the program and we're looking forward to having him. He is a uh, pioneer in the realm of ghost hunting slash paranormal investigating. We're looking forward to that conversation. Andy, let's talk a little bit about some of the movies that we all remember and still shudder when we think of right, uh, that right. were featured on programs such as Monster Movie Matinee. You had mentioned Carnival of Souls right. was one that sticks out in your mind. What right. else? What right. else comes to one. mind? Well, I think most people got introduced to the universal horror ones from that. I think mm-hmm. Frankenstein and Wolfman, all that, that's where people young like we were at the time got their first... Uh, right introduction of those the first those are memorable i mean frankenstein's all of them mm-hmm. but one one i had uh for years i looked for it was like all i can remember was it was a guy it was a head on a shelf by a box hat <laughs> by a, a hat box i know which one this is you know which one it is uh oh gosh i uh, couldn't remember for hold on. I tried for years and years i kept telling everybody <laughs> that's the only scene i can remember he's on because he's on and his mouth is just moving he's just like yeah, well, somebody nobody, nobody can tell what you're doing on the radio. Yeah, I know, right? I know, I know. <laughs> I figured they'd know. And on the radio, his mouth is going up and down. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, I'm going to come up with the, the I remember this movie. The person would get transfixed by him and grab the head and, yeah, 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 and walk yeah. around with the head. And, yeah. And then it ended so abruptly, like he got his head and somebody stabbed him and he was dead. It was like the worst ending in movie yeah, history. Yeah, it was like, it wasn't the head that wouldn't die. Or, you're close, though. Uh, it ended it was, up, a guy at work finally came up with it. was called The the Thing That Couldn't Die. The Thing That Couldn't yes, Die. I looked for years for that. That's right. Finally got the title and went on, uh, I can't remember, some website, and there it was, and I bought it, and I'm a proud owner now of The Thing That Couldn't Die. Yeah, and they kept it in a hat box. Or somebody kept it. It was it by in the hat box. box. Yeah, it was, it was in behind it, or in it, right, right, yeah. Yeah, it was a bizarre movie, but... Yeah. You know, we we sit and talk about it in this context. It sounds so funny, you know. But when you watch it, you're like, "Wow!" But when you watch it, and you're in your ten, you know, it's wow for sure. It's a good creepy movie to watch. I can I can remember one growing up watching, and I thought it was such a stupid premise for a movie, even when I was young. But watched it, and it scared the pants off of me. Was the Blob? Oh yeah. I I just never would expected a movie would scare me like that one did. Mm -hmm. That's 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 a a real classic, of course, starring Steve McQueen. Yep. Yeah. And um, as a teenager, basically in the movie, Mm -hmm. and um, that's that that was a that was a landmark film. That was a that was in color. Yes, that was was. an early color film. Um, but yeah, that's they still show that on on the classic yeah. movie channels now and then, and it's it still holds up pretty well today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does. There's a lot that hold up today, you know. Uh, we were we had uh, we're Stacey. You were talking about a film that you were trying yeah. to figure out what it was for yeah. years and years I, and I years. I used to come up uh, used to come up to visit my grandparents, and they're from outside of Utica, 
and we would come up during the holidays, and they, it must have been during the monster movie matinee. Remember seeing this movie and transfixed and watched it. It was black and white, and it scared me to death. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And what was weird was I came back the following year and found it on TV again up here. So, of course, in my young kid mind, I was like, they only show it up here. <laughs> they don't show it anywhere else. It's just here. And I can remember watching this movie. And the second time, it scared me just as much. And then I became an adult. I was like, I can't remember the name of it. I could barely remember the premise of it. And all I could remember was this young, dark-haired woman looking at this great big haunted house on the hill. And, you know, of course, everybody says, oh, it's House on Haunted Hill. And I was like, no, I already got that movie. It's not it. Yeah. And what was funny was we were talking to Andy and, and Andy because it's, let me think about that. And sure enough, both of us about the same day figured out what the name of it was. I saw it on HBO. Now, and, you, you saw the original on yes, HBO? Yes, the original yeah. was on HBO. Yeah. And it, it, they showed it the one time and, and I, I recorded it, DVR'd it, watched it and said, this is it. Called Andy up and he goes, I know the name of it. I said, so do I. <laughs> and and the, the punchline to this story is uh, Stacy was telling us this story during the break. And I said, oh, what was the name of the movie? And we she can't, can't remember. remember. I can't remember it either. <laughs> we can't remember. <laughs> totally gone on my head. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it just kind of amazed me because, you know, here you are young. And, you know, of course, at that age, I was, you know, still into the whole ghost thing. Right. And, you know, watching that movie and just just absolutely being petrified and, and it right. wasn't anything you know spectacular it wasn't anything didn't, that didn't have to be you know, it didn't yeah. have to be like you're talking yeah. about house and haunted hill yeah there's really well it's not even a ghost in the end it's right know, it's it's a setup right right, right. Yeah. but still there's some creepy moments in that yeah yeah there really are you know? when, when the the figures moving through the basement <laughs> right you know she's all like yeah and all oh, that face of the, right. the old woman <laughs> with the witch face and the oh boy yeah. i get shivers thinking about that of course that's a vincent price movie yep um, and there are a lot of creepy moments, and they tried to remake that movie, and the remake did no, not no, the, do oh, any of it no, justice. No, no. no. I, I, I actually I hated it the first time. The second time I saw it, I like I, the remake. You, if I you, bought if for you, five bucks. Uh, if you try not to compare it and right. just take it for a completely separate animal, you can get through yeah. it. But uh, when you're familiar with the original, which by the way is a public domain movie, you can actually go online and yeah. pull it off of YouTube or Google. Uh, 315-421-9325. We're having a, 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 just a fun discussion about uh, monster movies and particularly about monster movie uh, matinee, which uh, aired Saturdays in the Syracuse area on Channel 3. Um, one of the films, and let's see if we can, if we can uh, help me out because I've been searching, searching for years. I remember watching a film on Creature Feature um, that, and I'm going to give you very little, Andy, so right. you've got your homework. So you got your homework. I just remember a scene where there was... Um, there was a, uh, a shot down a hallway, and there was a man uh-huh. at the end of the hallway and a woman who was his wife in the bed, and it was black and white. And again, I don't know if that was because my TV was black and white or the movie was black and white. Oh, yeah. It was probably black and white. And there was something trying to get out under, out from under the bed, like there was a trap door on the floor. And, and, really? and, and the whole concept here was he was trying to drive her crazy. And she, at one point, goes into the bathroom and turns the sink on oh. and blood comes oh, out. Oh, of oh, it. oh. Wait, oh, my God, I almost had it. <laughs> You're not going to do this on the fly. Are you really going to come up with this? Because the, the blood was color. It was like a weird thing they did where the blood was color. You oh, know what? No. Oh, my no. God. I just watched it. Okay, well we, we're gonna be, we're gonna be we're gonna be thinking about that, but uh, these are the types tingler. of tingler, the tingler. Was it the tingler? She has the tingler. Ooh. Well, we've got we've got a caller. We're gonna go to the phone lines. We're gonna talk to Mike <laughs> from Salve. Mike, are you a monster movie fan? Oh um, yeah, particularly the classics that used to be on Monster Movie Matinee. In fact, that's how I judge if a if it's a musty movie or not. If I remembered watching it as a kid on that show. <laughs> right. Now, were you, were, were you were you dedicated to the Saturday at one o'clock thing? I mean, were you there every week? 
Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, when I was a kid, it just, well, there was only like three or four channels. So, you <laughs> that know. was something we talked about, too. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, the reason why I called is, it was kind of like learning the alphabet or learning to count or add or the multiplication tables. You had to learn these handful of movies that they had on this show so that you could talk to your friends the next day at school. Or, uh. you know, it's a common experience that everybody had at the same time, and you just don't get that anymore with all the media outlets. Yeah, well, the, things are definitely changed. Yeah. There's nothing like you can't recreate what these programs used to bring to us back you know, in those days. And what, what sticks out in your mind? Anything particular from the program that, that, that you just hung on to and really still fresh in your mind? Well, I mean, I, I just liked the idea, the way that I think, because I was r- rather young when they were on, if, you know, if they didn't have those wraparounds, I think the movies would have been a little more scary, and I think that it kind of, like, eased you into the horror, whereas if, you know, you were five or ten or something, maybe you would be scared by it, but, you know, having Bill Lape come out <laughs> in the beginning really kind of put you at ease and made you realize, well, this is just fun, this is like Halloween. Right. Kind of soften the blow. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, so you know, those movies were, were, were quite outrageous for five, six-year-olds on a Saturday right. afternoon, yeah. you know? Right. That's what they, a lot of people say when I talk to them is that the, it was inviting, you know, even though he was too, too horrible to look at. <laughs> it was still like they invited you in to watch it, and they kind of eased, like I said, they kind of eased the tension of the movie. Yeah. So, Mike, any movies that were featured on uh, Monster Movie Matinee that stick out in your mind as your favorite? No, like I said, it's just those those string of classics. It's like mm-hmm. everybody reads um, certain Shakespearean things, you know. You, everybody um, watched A Christmas Carol. Everybody right. knows the basic story of A Christmas Carol and uh, Romeo and Juliet, and that's the way that, like, Frankenstein and the Wolfman, the classic Universal and things like that are, is that those are the things you have to know to get the jokes on at late-night TV and things like that. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then, of yeah. course, oh. those those uh, characters and those uh, um, monsters made appearances in films like with Abbott and Costello, and yeah. you know they were reused over and over again because they became so iconic. Right. Yep. Yeah, hey. I think iconic is the word that yeah I was really getting at. Yeah. Well, we appreciate the call, Mike. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Mike. Oh, thank you. Yep. Mike from Solid. That's a great point, though. I mean, it's kind of a rite of passage, and it's particularly if you wanted to sound like you knew what was going on with your friends on Monday morning, you had to watch. <laughs> right, right. I mean, like I said, I, you know, we'd get all the guys in the neighborhood to get together at somebody's house and sit there and watch them, and like I said, it's something you, you had to do. 315-421-9325 is the number if you'd like to share uh, your experiences watching uh, monster movies, classic monster movies, or specifically monster movie matinee if you grew up in uh, central New York and you happen to catch that on Saturday afternoons. We'd love to have you on the program. Again, 315-421-9325. So you almost had, you think it was the Tingler? Cause I, I know it was the Tingler because I recently, around Halloween time, was going through a bunch of old uh, films and a guy at work had the Tingler. With now, Vincent Price again. Vincent Price yeah. and William Castle, right? Yes, Wasn't William he the Castle. director? Yes, yep. and and he was known for introducing gimmicks into the movies, right. like the, the Tingler. Uh, I remember the story. Uh, he used to wire the theater with certain little seats. Certain seats would yeah. have little. Uh, were they electrical? I think it was like vibration. vibration. Just the vibrations. So you'd be sitting there watching the movie, and if you were in one of those seats, you'd right. feel a sudden. Well, <laughs> it went dark. The movie went dark, and somebody would be like. Oh no, the tingler's in the, the theater! <laughs> ah, and then the, they start tingling them and they start screaming, and it was all dark in the theater. There's nothing on the screen. And right. there'd be all kinds of screens and you know, screams and yeah, you know, yeah. William Castle was yeah, the or king he, of the he, gimmick. He'd have uh, nurses on duty, you know, in the theater because you know right. because you were 
the you know the risk of feigning or because it was so scary, he'd have to have medical personnel standing by. Yeah, that I, was all William Castle. I think in Thirteen Ghosts too. I think he had like uh, ghosts coming overhead. Really? Unknown wars, yeah. Boy, so. that that just makes movie going worth it, yeah, doesn't, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. You're not yeah. going to get that at home on your no. plasma. No. Mm-hmm. no. <laughs> You're listening to Taps Paramagazine Radio. The telephone number is 315-421-9325. We're talking with Andy Wolf. We're sharing some uh, fine monster movie memories and also talking about monster movie matinee. matinee. And if we get back to the, to the documentary you're putting together, um, you said you had a Facebook page. Yes. Monster Mansion Memories, which is the title of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, and I just I put I put clips up there. I've got pictures, um, and I try to update people on the progress because what 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 I'm trying to do is uh, put this together without narration. Right. So I've I've got interviews, and uh, I just think it flows better with, with having the people tell now the what, story. Now I'm assuming that uh, you're obviously doing a lot of very uh, specific research in specific places, but if people uh, may have some. St- thoughts or memories or stories they want to share about their experience watching is there a way they can send that stuff to you well yeah, i mean well they have i mean they put it on, on the facebook page people go there all the time and uh say oh my i was so scared that one of them said their their father told them to sit between two red pillows and <laughs> they'd be safe <laughs> i don't know how that works but you know uh and a lot of people go there and uh, you know the comment like oh thank you for this page it's so great to have these great memories and uh you know there's a lot of a lot of interest out there in it um, okay, we're going to go to the phones. We've got Karen from Liverpool uh, joining us. Karen, welcome to the program. Hello. I've never called a radio program in my life. Well, well very thank happy you. you have. <laughs> but this, this, I had to talk about this because I'm one of those Central New York, you know, kids who used to watch that, those movies with my brother every Saturday. Mm-hmm. And the movie that comes to mind uh, was Bucket of Blood. Oh my oh, gosh! Yeah, one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bucket of Blood with a guy who would murder his victims and put them in plaster and statues yes. to impress his girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> and, man. Yeah, yeah, I just started uh, watching so, that one. You, know, you haven't seen it? No, I just I haven't. I just started watching that, like, no, seriously, like two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. It was, um, it was funny because I was at one of these discount stores, and they had two copies of it on DVD. Yeah. And it was the year Mike Price was retiring. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So they had a reunion with him at uh, Onondag Lake Park. Oh, wow. So I took a copy of it. Oh, that's great. And I found this guy, and he didn't know who I was. And I said, this is the movie I remember about you the most. And I gave him a copy of it. And he said, oh, I remember that. That was great. Uh They showed that quite a bit. But that was what we did on Saturdays. You know, we went, uh, we either went up to the Hollywood Theater in North Syracuse and saw some great monster movies for like 25 cents and then uh, went to... uh, you know, we'd watch the television at night, the monster movies. No matter how many times we saw them, we just loved seeing them yeah, again. Yeah, you, there was, them. you couldn't watch them too much. No, there was no, right. again. no yeah. such thing. Mm-mm. Right. <laughs> you know, and I think one thing, too, is Saturdays, the TV was the kids. You right. know, you had right. Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, know, you had your Bugs Bunny. Popeye. You had all of that, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then you had that lunch break. And then, you know, you got into the early afternoon until Mom and Dad figured out you were still there at 3 <laughs> and you needed to get yeah. outside and play, you know. Right. Yeah. But... You know, it's it's not like that now. You know, the Saturday morning cartoons aren't anything like they were when you know we were kids. No, because they got them all all all, all the long. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, You're hey, right. Karen, thanks for the phone call. We appreciate you sharing the memory with us. Okay, there's a lot more, but I just can't remember yeah. right now. Uh, well, if you think of them, call back. Yeah, we're call us back. <laughs> all right, thanks. All right, thanks Goodbye. for the call. Three one five four two one nine three two five. Bucket of blood. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I just start. I seriously just start now, watching. Now, if you watched Started a couple weeks ago, how long does it take you to watch a movie? Andy? Well, no, I, I put it in start. <laughs> <laughs> I jump around movies a lot now. You know, I put it in and I just I started watching and then went on to something else. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. This is Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. Coming up in the next hour, we've got John Zaffis, a noted ghost hunter, paranormal investigator. We're looking forward to that conversation, but we're certainly having a great time with this one, too. <laughs> and we only have about five minutes left, unfortunately. But, uh, Andy, I'm going to make you promise right now that as we the weeks continue here and as you make progress in your documentary, you're going to come back and we're going to have more of these oh, conversations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can sit here and talk forever about this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. We're talking about horror movies right now, and the ones we remember as kids uh, airing on Monster Movie Matinee, or in my case, I was watching them on Creature Feature Chiller Theater out of New York City. Um, our telephone number is 315-421-9325. You know, Jim, we talked about the New York City programming. You know, we talked about, you know, I'm from New York City area. And I said, you know, I didn't watch that. I watched Wonderama. And he started <laughs> laughing and going, Bob McAllister. And they had the little bagel. Remember the little bagel yeah. with your name on it yeah. and the necklace? Yeah. yeah. And the arm waving thing yeah, the when arm they waving sang the song. Yeah. 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 He had that really bad three-piece polyester leisure suit and yeah. the sideburns. Oh, and, yeah. Everything yeah. was bad in that yeah. 70s. Yeah. Everything I never bad. missed an episode, though. Yeah. Wonderama. Wonderama. Now, we were talking earlier, too, about the found footage movies. Yeah. And the Blair Witch Project and how that introduced uh, a whole new type of horror movie. And I did want to mention that um, at one of our uh, recent TAPS events, um, actually at the Stanley Hotel in Colorado, we uh, were able to uh, preview some unreleased or yet-to-be-released horror movies. And one of them is a found footage movie. And I just want to put this on your, your radar. It's called Grave Encounters. And it is a found footage movie uh, that is using the premise that uh, there is a ghost hunting show, like Ghost Hunters, right. mm -hmm. and the first five episodes are pretty uneventful. And then what, during the filming of the sixth ep episode, they disappear. And they find the Ooh, footage. Very cool. They find the footage of this investigation. It was a lockdown investigation where they're locked in, in an, a former insane asylum. And uh, they show the footage as the premise of the movie, and you get to see what happened to these investigators as they were filming their sixth episode. Uh -huh. And uh, it's 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 a good one. Put yeah, it on that, your radar. Right. That's kind of interesting that they kind of take the whole ghost hunters. Well, that's, and now it's come I, into mainstream movies. And what's amazing about it is they're using the technical jargon. They're talking about EVPs. Yeah. They're talking about uh, EMF fields. They're talking about all these things that probably 10 years ago no one would no, have had no clue right, right, what you're talking right, about. Right, right. right. Now, now people know the terminology. Yep. Yeah, you know? yeah. So back to the documentary. Again, uh, Andy, give us a bit of a timeline. What are we looking for? When can we expect to see it? You said October is, is your target. I'm hoping October, on, hopefully on air, on Channel 3, hopefully, for a uh, special showing. And then hopefully, like I said, the DVD, I put a DVD out with uh, a lot of extra stuff on there. Because, mm -hmm. so, you know, you, uh, hour in TV is only 40 minutes. I can't, I got to cut it down to make it fit for TV. So you'll get the extended version. And and hopefully I can have uh, all the clips that I have on there and uh, a couple other things. Mm -hmm. Actually, uh, what I would love to do, I don't know if I can do it, but I think that that movie is the public domain, that the thing that couldn't die. Uh-huh. It is, I think it is public domain. I think it is, and I could, yeah. I could, I'd love to take the monster movie matinee because they did a headless effect. Mm -hmm. 
bookend it with them. Oh, that would be that would be, that would be a special great, thing, you know. I'm I'm familiar with that movie because I saw it on a Mystery Science Theater episode. Yes. Oh, did they do that yeah, one? Oh, no did. kidding. Oh, they, they did. That had to be a funny one. It was a terrific one. <laughs> yeah. It was one of the best, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the Plan <laughs> Nine was... from Outer Space one. That uh, was hysterical. Oh, that was yeah, hysterical. That so you start getting into Ed Wood movies, and we're gonna have to yes. do a whole oh, other three-hour show. I could do. I could do on that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. Because those are classically bad. Bad, but they were great. Bad. They're so good. Yeah. They're so good. They're so bad. They're so good. So, Andy, what else can people be looking for? You, we did mention earlier that uh, you, this isn't the only documentary. You've actually done some things uh, previously. Yeah, and along the ghost thing, we did um, uh, a while ago, we did one called The Old Quarry and Other Haunted Places of Central New York. We went to uh, several places around here. Split Rock, which is a quarry uh, that used to be here. Uh, supposedly ghosts there. Uh, what did we do? Beardsley. Stacey was part of that. Yeah. We, do, we did a segment. The first Ghost Hunters segment actually was you guys, because yes. we did that before Ghost Hunters was even out. We, we followed these guys around the cemetery, mm-hmm. and uh, that was actually... What, and we went to Beardsley, too. Right, know. right. Yeah. What Ghost Hunters you know, actually ended up doing, Right. we did before. I, I think somebody <laughs> even said, we should do a ghost hunting show, and that was what, yeah, back so, in 1999. Yeah, somebody came up yeah, with that idea yeah, a yeah, long time yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we've done other stuff, too. Uh, one not related to any paranormal or anything was uh, Blanchard Road. It was a story about Roy Brown and... His uh, legal battles. Wrongly um, convicted. Wrongly convicted. Just, um, and actually, we're working on another one about uh, uh, they have a world board game championship every year. Uh, all these people come together and play board games. Mm-hmm. Who's we? You? Oh, uh, me and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I refer to myself as we a lot. That's what I was wondering. Uh, <laughs> no, I have a couple of people I work with. Uh, uh, Alex Dunbar. My Actually, my son, Cody, we uh, do a lot of work. Uh, um, you know, actually, you got to go to friends and family for free stuff. Absolutely. Yes. So. yes. <laughs> well, again, we're going to make you promise that you'll come back and, uh, and be a regular guest on the program here. time. I'd love to do it. And uh, we'll continue having some of these discussions because they're just a lot of fun. And they bring back a lot of memories. Yeah, don't they? Yeah. yeah. You're listening to Taps Paramagazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. When we come back, we'll have John Zaffis as our guest for the next hour. And uh, we'll also be talking more um, about some upcoming events on Taps Paramagazine Radio.